1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome
2: back, Sports to the Max. Joining us now the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, the one and only Scott Bell talking hockey, the former Gopher. Great coach there, now scouting in the NHL for Toronto and doing a whole bunch more. He joins us now. Scott, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Mad Max.
2: Yes, sir. Now tell me, what would you think of that uh, uh, Minnesota State-Mankato and Gopher game? Shutouts to get to the Frozen Four.
1: Yeah, wonderful stories. Uh, Mankato going back-to-back Frozen Fours, and then the Gophers the way they did it with a grit and got grind game and with a, basically a walk-on goalie that jumped into the, the scene and just has been outstanding and one of the better stories in college hockey with uh, Justin Close.
2: Yeah, what man you you assess close as a hockey person? What has he done? What does he do?
1: I think he's the ultimate teammate. And if you, the uh, the team plays for him, he you know sacrificed his own ego for a couple of years. Uh, always showed up to practice, worked hard, smiled, teammate, positive, 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 positive. May uh, never played a game if uh, you know the LaFontaine didn't uh, bail on the team and sign pro in the middle of the night on a after the Michigan state series and he was thrown in the fire and, and it, it has just been magic. And he's just one of those wonderful success stories that everybody cheers for and roots for. And just, it's just great to see,
2: you know, um, you kind of waited for the dam to break, so to speak. You thought, how long can you mentally hold up and keep doing this? And he did, didn't he?
1: <laughs> he's got magic in him. I mean, the team has a little bit of magic in him, but uh, it just shows you what a positive attitude does in a, a good teammate and the kids play for him and he just brings that infectious uh, that little magic. I like, I think that's the term you like to use in your, in your, in your, in your talks. And uh, uh, that's definitely what he brings to the team.
2: Uh, so now you go in and you're seeing a pretty good, enjoyed McKay a pretty good goalie uh, at Minnesota state Mankato. there. Uh, how good is he and is he an NHL prospect?
1: You know, he is the best goalie in college hockey and and he probably should have won it last year, um, but he should he should get it this year. He set the all time shutout record, um, beat out Miller and uh, set the record. I think with his last win, he might have set the all time shutout record. And it's been, you know, the all time wins leader in Mankato, and, and has really put that team on his back. And they they play well in front of him. Now I don't know if he's a pro because, uh, you know, I think he's just under six foot. They're the one guy Saros and. and um, and uh, Nashville's the only goalie that's probably a sub six footer that's been able to do it at the NHL level. Just because there's so much traffic, so that's. But he might get a chance to prove himself at the AHL level, and and if he can do what he doing at college, then he, he someone may give him a chance.
2: Now Matthew and I grew up in, in Arizona. We, we see this from time to time. Guys come from California, Arizona, etc. But tell me, how, how do they train them down there? Is it like a club where the elite players from the area all go and end up living there and training there and some former NHL dad who's got a kid there kind of helps get it going. Uh, how do these kids develop at these different places that we see in the warm weather states?
1: You know what? They get hooked on it from watching the NHL down there. And they just play club hockey, just like similar like uh, your your local hockey to, in, in area hockey. But down there, they have more like AAA teams, like you'd you'd have in Minnesota, with like the Tommy Chicago's and teams like that that are AAA. And then they they travel around the state or they go out of state more. So Minnesota, we're spoiled with what we have here. We have something special, unique in the country. It's the only model in the country like this, and it's the most successful model in the country. And that shows with all the over 200 players, men's and women's hockey, both have just been exceptional for college level. And then for the professional level developing players, Minnesota, we have the best model, but these other States like California, Florida, I mean, the wild has, have a couple Floridians on the team, Toronto, we have Nyes, and we also have Matthews both from California are from Arizona. I mean, it's, it's, it's spreading. And I think it's the popularity of the game and, the exposure and, and get more athletes and more people interested in it.
2: How, how does a guy like Ben Myers sneak through undrafted?
1: You know what? He's uh, out of Delano's. He was always good. We did, and, and I actually was in, in the business a little bit. I was at the U when uh, uh, Bob Moscow got him to the U when I was there that summer. um just kind of a late bloomer, always did things well. And all of a sudden he just popped and, you know, was his draft year was already by him because he was a little older as a senior in high school. And some kids develop late. It's, it's, it's how it works. And you know, that it's not unusual for that to happen. And, but it's, it's, you know, I, maybe it is a little bit unusual to happen. Um, I'd say like, you know, football, they have the draft when they're, they're seniors and juniors in college uh, for hockey. We have it when they're, juniors and seniors in high school. Yeah, so it's an it,
2: 18-year-old I mean, draft. Know, it, it's the biggest crapshoot yeah. in the world, right?
1: It, it can be. And, you know, Benny Myers is a wonderful, you know, like just the way he's been playing. He put that team on his back and just was willed it against uh, UMass there. Great leadership. Just grit, grind, power, good teammates. Olympian. I mean, he cannot do any more than he's done. I think he should be, you know, he, he may win that Hobie Baker award this year.
2: That, that's an unbelievable story, isn't it?
1: It's it's so wonderful. It, it, and, you know, there's two kids for the Hobie Baker uh, the kid up at Michigan Tech uh, and Myers uh, that they're both from Delaware. yeah, and that's Minnesota. Um, it, it's just it's awesome. It's just awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean that that's what Herb Brooks wanted to see when he said grow the game. And and, and he all, you know he started at St. Cloud State, but he also met at Minnesota State Mankato. I mean th- this is a great example of uh, how much great how many great hockey players there are out there and what Minnesota can do because not just this year. Uh, what was it the one year? Were there three Minnesota teams in it the one year in the Frozen Four a few years
1: ago? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the loose roster where they, they've been a four to last, I mean, this is the first year in five years that they're not at their frozen four, and they're loaded with Minnesota players. Mankato's yeah. loaded with Minnesota players. Minnesota's loaded with Minnesota players. Wisconsin, North Dakota, Northern, Notre Dame all have Minnesota players. Minnesota is the number one producing college talent for hockey in the country, hands down.
2: How hard is it? You- women,
1: women's and men's. It's yep. not just men's. It's women's, too. Women are, I mean, they're, just, they're kicking butt, too.
2: Uh, how hard is it to uh, project, if you just watch a kid play high school hockey and you're interested in the draft and, and taking that kid or not taking them, and you don't see him play juniors, which I know doesn't happen very often anymore, how hard is it to project a kid that just plays high school hockey versus one that plays juniors?
1: You know, it, it's, it's easier if you see him play at a higher level against better competition, it's always easier to see that um, at the high school level. You still can see what they, how they think and how they work and compete and do things. I mean, high school is still a very good Avenue and uh, way to get drafted and find your footing for college. And I, I don't think anybody should be in a hurry. I think that's the mistake people get in where they leave high school early and they haven't dominated the high school level yet, or they haven't dominated the level they're at. And they, they, Move forward, and then their their growth gets stagnated because they're they're in too big a hurry, and they have to master where they're at first. And high school is a great great. I mean, look at Alex Bump. He played before and after, and he lit the state tournament on fire, and was just an exa- excellent example of being able to do that do it at the high school level and have the best of both worlds. And then Zamplant uh, at at uh, Herman won won yeah. state championship. He played in Chicago before, He came back to high school, and then he's going back to Chicago for the playoffs in the USHL. Wonderful example of having the best of both worlds, and Minnesota's lucky you can do that in Minnesota, and, and we're very fortunate to have that option for these kids.
2: Now, you know, the trade deadline was late this year because the season got moved and that and, and allowed a little bit more analysis, and the, and the Wild went out and got flurry to go with Talbot. As an NHL guy that watches, what do you see?
1: I I love the way the Wild set up. I mean, they they have done a very good job. That identity of their team, the hard work and gritty, they are a tough out. They are going to be nasty in the playoffs. And their coaching staff, their management, their players are all on the same page. Uh, They're just, they're they're very enjoyable to watch. I just think they're they're built for the playoffs and their additions and Fleury's just, you know, I, I was at Pittsburgh when he was there and I met him a few times and could not. Meet a nicer human being or better, more humble superstar than him. He is the the cream of the crop, the class of the class. He is excellent.
2: Hey, Billy Guerin, you worked with there. Does this team look like his vision for the team?
1: Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Like they 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 have a they can beat you with skill and they can beat you with toughness. And Billy Billy likes that grinding style, and he knows what. It, I mean, he's won five Stanley Cups, three as a player, two as management he knows what it looks like. He's been in the fire. Um, he's been on both sides of it. He's seen everything. And, and, you know, he, the, the acquisitions at the trade deadline for the defenseman, the tough, he added some grit and grind on the back end and the front and supports his uh, skilled guys. I mean, they, they have a, they have something special going on right now and they, they're going to be tough. They're going to, I mean, they beat Colorado the other night. They're, they're my second favorite team in the league right now. And, um, obviously Toronto's number one but uh, they'll be they'll be very tough to beat in the playoffs for now,
2: certain. Uh, Calgary looks like a tough matchup too. Are, are they maturing and evolving into something you don't want to play?
1: I think Calgary, yeah, I mean Calgary has, uh, you know, they bought into playing defense and, and then they have some some nice skill up front. I think that's a good matchup for the Wild. Now the Wild, when they played them earlier, they were not healthy and they didn't have their full lineup and Calgary did and Calgary was kind of on a roll and the Wild were just kind of getting together had a little bit of lull there I, I don't I, they didn't play the Calgary at full strength I, I I think they match up well against Calgary Calgary no one wants to play the wild because they know what what's coming down if you play them in a seven game series you're gonna it's gonna be ice bags and bruises and you're gonna pay a price to, when they come at you
2: and, and did it help them to get that defenseman then the the, the big kid from uh, San Jose
1: oh, oh yeah <laughs> I mean he just fits right in with with them. I, he's uh, Middleton. Yeah, he he uh, he he's he's gonna be he's gonna be tough to play out. He's a number five six type defenseman that's big and long and plays that playoff hockey style. That he, he's a perfect addition to them.
2: When you get to the playoffs, how does it change when you get to know each other? It's a seven game series. I, I remember Tommy Kervers tell me once. I think the Wild were on a roll. They'd won. Eight out of nine, or something like that, and he says it doesn't matter. He says this is before he was working for the Wild, uh, but he yep. said uh, he said it doesn't matter because they don't match up with Chicago. So I don't care how many games they win; they're going to have to play Chicago in the first or second round, and there's no way that they match up with Duncan Keith, with Caves, with Kane, etc., etc. He said. So, so it, the winning streaks mean nothing because they don't match up, and they they're never going to match up, and there's no way they can beat them in a seven game series. Do you start to calculate that right now? This time of year.
1: Well, I, I think that's what the GMs are doing to see what they need before the trade deadline. Yep. And I would say on the West, the Wild match up with everybody well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Colorado is the cream of the crop on that side with the skill and the speed. Yep. But they don't have the, I don't think they have the back end or the goaltending that the Wild has. Uh, they might have the speed and they and they don't, I don't know if they have that the kind of grinding grit that, that the wild has and it cost them last year for Colorado. And I don't know if they fixed those issues, with the goaltending and, in the back end, they have some real slick skaters, but I don't know if they can handle that, that, Pounding that the wild's going to bring to them, and and they're going to bring it. They they bring it, and they're fun to watch. Like it's full speed. I mean, that place is hopping. it, mm-hmm. it, it, it is it is there. Fun to watch.
2: Philadelphia comes down tomorrow with Mike Yo and, and Chuck Fletcher. It hasn't worked out so well for them uh, there. Uh, what's been missing? Or are they just young?
1: Uh you don't need it. There's a reason they got the got those jobs, is because things yeah. weren't working when wrong, they got yeah. there. So yeah, so uh, it's it's never a quick fix in sports. I mean. Uh, it's a, it's a difficult thing to change what they inherited. so it's, and they, and they traded some of the pieces off. Uh, I just think they're in a tough situation and it, it just takes a little longer than people. People aren't patient in pro sports. So they, you're going to need some patience when you, when you inherit a team that's on the slide, it takes a little bit to get going. And I think that's just where they're at right now.
2: Who do you like in the East besides Toronto?
1: You know, the. the Florida and Tampa are very tough. Like they played, we just played, uh, Toronto just played Florida and we beat them, but they're, they're going to be a tough out. Like they're fast and they, they can play both ways and they have a lot of skill and they like to get up and down the ice. They, they play similar to us and Tampa's the two-time defending champ and um, the goal, you, you just, they, they, they're they they're still stacked. Like until you beat the champ, they're still the champ. So And Boston's on a roll right now. I think the East is very difficult. Like it's going to, it could be, we could get, we could come out of there but i mean any team the rangers are playing well their goalie's been outstanding like it, it it's you know if anybody's the, the 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 east is difficult to to predict it's, it's going to be a tough tough to get to the finals. All yeah, yeah now that east.
2: you say that i mean you talk about a bit of sort of flavor to coaches you got dean evison obviously at the wild but you got boudreau in vancouver uh yo in philadelphia and andrew brunette in florida
1: yeah, Andrew Burnett quietly has just been kicking butt. Like yeah. he's the guy everybody likes, and he kind of just always around it. And just I, I would imagine those players really enjoy playing for him. I, I, Darby Hendrickson and I are friends, and I met Andrew through him. And just a good person, like wonderful human being. And yeah. I'm sure you know, like his, his personality kind of shines with that team. They got a little bit of grit to him, but they have skill. They they play really well. They, they're a nice team. They're fun to watch.
2: Scotty, good to talk to you, my friend. We'll do it again soon. I haven't seen you at the club for a bit. Maybe I'm going the wrong hours.
1: I'm not on the elliptical next to you. That's why.
2: Okay, I'll see you soon, I hope.
1: (laughs) All right. Have a good one.
2: You
0: bet, Scott Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.